Number six on this list is nursing document slash folder. In my folder, I keep all my report sheets from the whole contract. So I have like a thick folder, you could say. And then in that folder, I also keep a sheet of like my logins and my passwords and whatever website information I, I need. And then the third thing I keep in there is when I go on a contract is usually I have a nurse write out for me like all the most important things I have Ooh, to talk. I gotta go. I've been working, told them please don't hit my phone. I'm in my zone, bro. Just leave me alone. Was on the road, but I swear I'm coming home. Now the drinks on me, I think we need a toast. See, I did it for me. Now my old friends calling, told them nothing's for free. Told me time is money, dog. Swear I paid on my fees. I was starving for this day. Now my fan, they can't eat. Welcome, everyone. Another episode of the Cupners Podcast with your host, Matt, and myself, Peter. Just some housekeeping uh, real quick. Make sure you guys check out cupnurses.com. We have all our episodes there, all our show notes. Every information that we talk about on the show, we literally have it in, you can say, text form plus more. So it's always a good time. You also got the shop, cupnurses.shop. You can buy the latest merch. Uh, Matt's actually wearing the Inhale Exhale, which is available on wearefrontlinewarriors.shop. Speaking of We Are Frontline Warriors, that is our sister site. A lot of mindfulness, consciousness, healthy living and lifestyle information on there uh, as well for you to check out. I'm wearing the um, Nurse Gain shirt, which was part of our April launch, available on couplenurses.shop. And then we're also working on some something very interesting and innovative. Uh, it's called Pronto. I'm sure you've heard it before on our episodes, uh, PRNTO. You can check it out at prontohealth.com. That is an app that we're building that's going to help revolutionize and um, kind of invigorate and change how healthcare does travel, how it does um, just just how it takes a look at and the focus of the whole job perspective and a job industry, you could say, in, in healthcare. Well, what's up, Matt? And if you guys find value in this show, don't forget to give it a five stars, comment, subscribe, share with your loved ones. This is what motivates us to keep on doing what we're doing. Thank you for the beautiful intro. On today's episode, we're going to talk about what's in our nurse bag, aka our nurse backpacks. We always have all these different episodes, but what are the utensils that you should be carrying with yourself every day to work? We got you covered here. And it's just funny because I'm thinking about the evolution of my nurse backpack. And I've been wearing a backpack ever since I've been like a freaking shorty. First grade or preschool, you had that giant oversized backpack that you put on, put some folders in there, put some bind, you know, uh, notebooks, I should say. And to this day, 20 plus years later, I'm still carrying a damn backpack around. Yeah, and you learn the value of it because I'm not sure how, how it was for you, but I know when I was a new grad coming out of nursing school, I had a backpack, but I didn't carry a lot of stuff in it. Maybe just like a few basics. And then I realized that like I need other things as like my nursing career progressed. I realized that I need more tools uh, in like a hands reach just because of emergency situations. And then I kind of built my backpack. But did you always have like a backpack always ready to go once you graduated or did you kind of build up to it? I think it definitely evolved. But I started with a backpack when I first became a new grad. And it's funny you mention that because... As a female, their perspective, they have already a purse that they carry. So they have all these utensils. Like, you're a dude. You got a cell phone on you, maybe some chapstick, and yeah. you're good to go. So eventually, you evolved further and further into carrying different items in your backpack to utilize for work. Yeah, you realize that the stuff you need is not going to fit in your pockets. Because I remember sometimes I would just, like, carry things that are going to fit in my scrub pockets. And I realized, like, okay, first of all, this is way too much stuff to be carrying on in my pockets. And this is not the right right tools that, that we need. So it's like interesting to look back at like how over time you develop like this arsenal of what you normally use. 
And before we start the list of the importance of what you should have in your item, just for like a disclaimer is that I use my backpack because we travelers both for inside and outside of work, even as my gym bag. So there are some miscellaneous items there that shouldn't be there, like a freaking jujitsu bell. I have a mouth guard in there that I just carry around. <laughs> just in case you get caught with the wrong patient. Right. You know? <laughs> and even I got like some spray just to freaking freshen up because I have all these little things that I just carry with me. Like if I'm going to work, I'll put in my folder for stuff. If I'm going to jujitsu, I'll just take some of that crap out of my stethoscope to fit mm. other items. But it's a damn universal good bag. It's nice to have a backpack. You know what you should do next time you have like a patient that's giving you a hard time, like a seawall patient that's like misbehaving, you should just throw on like, like a jujitsu bag. Just tie it up and, and show up. Imagine having that nurse that's like fully into nursing, but also fully into jujitsu, and that's all they do. And they were about to yeah. work. Do you remember when your daddy used to take the belt and go like that and yeah. snap <laughs> and snap it? Like, this is what you're going to get, bro. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but the first thing on the list, probably the most important thing, is going to be your stethoscope. Uh, this is basically our our ears for the hospital. It's not just a pretty necklace uh, that we use. Even though, like, listening to lung sounds and finding advantageous lung sounds, that's usually, like, the last last step of the patient deteriorating. Like, you're going to notice vital sign changes, uh, shortness of breath. Um, you could take a cardio, pain, all those kind of things. You're going to notice those a little bit quicker. Uh, then you're going to hear that those like really really congested lung sounds but it's still always good to have because you need to listen to lung sounds when you come on shift you also need to listen to the heart uh the bowel sounds probably the most important thing out of those is probably going to be the bowel sounds and the lung sounds because there's been a bunch of times where a patient was on tube feeds hasn't had a bowel movement in a while and like listen to bowel sounds and there's nothing there so i'm like whoa like this patient's beginning like tube feeds at goal of like 45 or 65 an hour and I'm listening to his bowel sounds, nothing, nothing there. So there's no bowel sounds there. The food's not going to be processed, and that's very dangerous. And the patient ended up uh, developing like an ileus. Nobody knows until my shift, but luckily I had my stethoscope. Pop, I heard it. I'm like, whoa. Well, if I the doctor, put him on trickle feeds, examine him in the morning, then it became a whole, whole, a whole ordeal. Yeah. So be careful. Definitely a priority. Mm-hmm. The next thing is writing utensils. I usually have that in my first pocket. I always take it out before work, snap it into my uh, little pocket, the left one on the chest mm-hmm. wall there. And you want like a, a few pens. I usually like to use a black marker just to write and give report. And then I always have a Sharpie because I always scratch off like patient labels when I'm throwing them out or I'm using a Sharpie instead of sometimes, you know, all those little fancy stickers that nurses put on the unit. Sometimes mm-hmm. I don't like doing that. I'll just go on a two feet bag and write the time date mm-hmm. up at and that's all I use for that. Or, or mark the suction canister. Or the sacral dressing or the wound, put like a mm. nice little MS for my initials, a smiley face that it got done. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, I, and I highly recommend having like a bunch of writing utensils because if you're like me, I lose like, I don't know, I want to say a pen every couple weeks. So I usually keep a few pens in there because I know that eventually I'm going to lose one. So one or two pens isn't going to be enough. And also, if you have more pens, somebody on you is probably going to forget one or the unit run, runs out. You might as well just make a buddy, make a friend, and share a pen with them. Yeah. yeah. Unless you have those multicolor pens. So I always carry one multicolor pen, and I make sure I don't forget it or lose it because it comes in clutch. Especially if you're on the same unit three days in a row and I have the same patients, I like to write that in different colors. So it's like usually black, uh, green, and, and like blue or, or red. And that, that way I know like, hey, day one this happened, day two this happened, day three this happened. And I can see the transition very clearly. You fancy high, like color code. colors. You know how girls color code stuff in their notes back in like nursing school? I'm color, color coding my report sheets. I've I used to never color code stuff back in the day, but this is just happens to be convenient for me. I've had a bad experience with those colorful pens. I usually use uh, lose them. I feel like somebody jacks them. Always. And I always just end up with the one color. So I've been just <laughs> sticking with them, yeah. man. <laughs> Another basics. thing that you need is a pen light. 
I feel like I don't see in a lot of nurses doing these things, but all, always when I'm doing my assessment, even if they're alerting right times four, I'll just kind of flash really quick, see how the perla's doing. Mm-hmm. And they're always like, oh, you're giving a very thorough report. I'm like, oh, thank <laughs> yeah, you. Right. And then also I loved the pen that we purchased from back in the day because it has like two light options. You never have to switch the battery. If the lights are running low, you just pop it into like the USB mm-hmm. port and that thing just keeps carrying over for me. So it's been a very trusty device or... Um, you're working night shift mm-hmm. and you need to see something or flash flash to IV. I'm usually like, you know, like a, how a cop does the gun <laughs> and like that. Well, for me, it's a flush and a flashlight <laughs> where I'm kind of holding it, flushing it, making sure it's good and stuff. Yeah, the, super, the whole night that you brought up, that's like such a benefit because a lot of times you don't want to walk into a room and turn on the lights off like or turn the lights on, I, w- I should say, because it's 3 o'clock in the morning. You're about to pull labs off the A-line or whatever. You don't want to wake the patient up by 3 o'clock because, again, you're going to wake them up at 5 to draw some more labs if you have Q2 labs or whatever. And you can wake up again at six for the for the med. So it's like, you wanna keep the light dim as long as possible and a pen light's super clutch. Maybe you just gotta flush the A-line instead of turning on all the lights because you have a, like an under damp waveform and your blood pressure's not picking up. You just shine, out, shine that pen light at the little transducer and you flush it. And then low, low key if the patient's alert and oriented, and you put on a damn light or the bright ass like light on the remote and they wake up and they got to use a washroom yeah. or they're back in pain. You just add a word for yourself. Exactly. <laughs> so quick pen light in there, take care of business, let them keep sleeping because we want to prevent delirium. Yeah, you don't want to poke the bear, poke the bear. Uh, the fourth thing on, on this list is scissors and uh, and some tape. This has been a lifesaver. I used to never, never carry scissors. Then I realized how important they were for me because we, I used to pull a lot of lines at my staff job, a lot of like central lines or like, uh, pulmonary artery catheters and usually they're sutured in so i needed either like a scalpel or scissors to cut the sutures off and this was like an ongoing ordeal where i would go to shift every day i have to pull something and i would always pull a suture removal kit from the thing just because i need scissors because i would use the scissors and i would throw them throw them out uh versus while these i could be more um like more eco-friendly you could say and just have my own scissors and clean it off with alcohol wipes yeah. so i just did that because i realized that hey i'm emptying this utility room like three times a a shift by pulling out so much of these suture removal kits and I'm just wasting resources. Yeah. So it's always good. And plus, you never know when you might need them. Sometimes you can get like the tape off their hand because it's been, it's been taped so hard so you need scissors to cut it. And then with, with the tape, sometimes you just might need to tape stuff. And it's always handy. So my evolution with scissors, I feel like when I started nursing, every single time, beginning of shift, I always put scissors in my pockets and I always had them on. They're always kind of convenient. Um, then like the figs scrubs came around and they stop having those side pockets in the mm-hmm. pants. So then I hate having scissors like in my hip area, kind of poking me once in a while. Mm-hmm. So I've been just kind of keeping them in my bag. And um, yeah, I just don't use scissors as often as I used to yeah. back in the day. Especially in this ICU. Yeah, I got, I, got, I got a little bit better with ripping things off where I used to need scissors. Use your for... teeth? No. <laughs> when you want to pull off that, that, that Foley catheter right. off his leg? <laughs> Like back in the day, I used to like, you know, those potassium chloride bags. Mm-hmm. I used to always cut them because I didn't have the good form, but now I could just rip them and I'm not afraid of the bag just ripping apart and yeah. leaking out or I'll stuck. just do it. I don't need scissors. Yeah. So yeah, speaking of nursing, man, you have your nursing bag with you? Because next one here is books. Do you have a book with you by any chance? Matt's got a trusty old jujitsu slash. He might whoop out his belt just in case you show everybody what's up. So I got a note book mm-hmm. that I sometimes if I have time, I'll journal. Sometimes I even uh, carry like the spiral notebook with me if I'm like having like thoughts or want to like do uh, finances at work or something just to kind of write on things. It's um, helpful, especially even if for like days, I would say more for nights because you could say there's some more downtime with nights. 
but even for like days when you're on your break or just have some time to yourself instead of like looking at your phone because sometimes we're at work and we do a bunch of stuff and we don't feel like looking at, at the phone anymore so it's always good to have like a journal or like some kind of a book to take your mind off things even like in a break room maybe instead of like looking through like social media you could just eat while reading a book and notebooks are also a great way to brainstorm because you can let all your ideas on there another book that i'm thinking about is a reading book mm. sometimes you can carry that with you if you want to uh, read something uh, lately with uh, this hospital i haven't been really putting a book in my uh, what is it called in my backpack because we're floating so much and usually i'm so tired where i just want to kind of chill for a bit mm -hmm. versus stimulating my mind and reading a book so that's been a lot less on this contract yeah i used to carry the jordan peterson book but i realized that sometimes i can't focus on it and it's like a lot of times you're like reading a little bit doing something reading a little bit doing something so you shouldn't bring a book that requires you to kind of focus and think through things because you're always coming back to it so instead what i carry is like this little book that um I'll say I got from Long Beach in John's house back in Long Beach. I'm gonna say I got it from it. It's what, I, what happened was I took it and never told them I took it, but I stole it basically. It's funny that I stole it because Truth the book is. is because it's the Dalai Lama's book of wisdom. So it's like if you think of the Dalai Lama, you, you don't think of theft, you know. And I'm stealing this, this book. So I, I just bring this book. It's like a small little book that I could always come back to because like each chapter is something different, and it's only like I'm gonna say 20 to 50 words uh, per page. So it's like a very quick reading, and each page is like its own its own thing so it's like you can start on page one or page 30 it doesn't matter because it's like its own little little chapter each page yeah. is basically a chapter so i just read it and i read it i want to say like probably in austin i used to read it like every other other day i probably read through this book probably like a solid 16 times and just good to just like look back on it because like even though you might read something over and over again you're gonna get a different perspective on it um versus the first time or because like for example if you if you have a book like this, you should probably read it at work sometimes because sometimes it's pretty cool. Because you read it one week and like the thoughts you have in that week impact how you how you read the book. And then next week you might have different thoughts, different emotions, and you read the same same uh, text and, it's just, and it hits you differently. So it's yeah, very interesting. It's a cool experience. Yeah. Another book that I don't have with me right now but I was carrying a lot with is an ICU manual. And this older nurse recommended for me that I purchased been using. But let's just say you're travel nursing and this is the this great resource where sometimes you don't ask people because you just don't know sometimes you just don't want to like look stupid you need a refresher on something when for example i forgot the train of four is quickly go over to gloss glossary train of four look it up and it gives me like this lowdown mm -hmm. of anything troubleshooting a line swan numbers uh so it's a lot less useful, I would say, for smaller tertiary floors because you don't need a lot of information. But the ICU has so much different things happening where mm -hmm. it's nice to have this uh, pocketbook as a quick reference. Yeah, yeah, really good. Uh, number six on this list is nursing documents slash folder. So I always have usually two folders with me because we do a lot of travel nursing. So every couple of months, basically, we have a new system to follow. So in my folder... I keep all my report sheets from the whole contract. So I have like a thick folder, you could say. And then in that folder, I also keep a sheet of like my logins, my passwords, and whatever website information I, I need uh, that's required for me to know. And then the third thing I keep in there is when I go on a contract is usually I have a nurse write out for me 
like all the most important things I have to chart. So it's like a little rubric for me that if I, you know, forget, it helps me more in like the first couple weeks of working there. So I know what to chart. Later on, I don't use it as much, but it's very helpful for me the first like three weeks because I know what I have to chart and what they really care about. And some of those things that if I don't have time, I'm just going to kind of skip over it. Yeah. yeah. What do you keep in your folder? So I have a nursing folder that I've used for a while. We actually purchased this too somewhere, uh, but it's nice and like firm. So I have report sheets in here, some older report sheets, maybe some small little guide if I need to, but I kind of know charting it's down pretty well. And I like this because it's sturdy. Sometimes you're giving a report in different parts. It's not always by the computer and there's plenty of room to write things down. Usually it's a nurse's station. Maybe you're standing up against the wall by the door, by the isolation cart, whatever. So this is nice because it just gives me a platform to write mm -hmm. things down no matter where I'm getting report. Right. Yeah, number seven here is probably one of the, the most important things you should have, not only for like the job, but also your health, is, is some liquids. Get a water bottle, make sure you stay hydrated, just because sometimes you get like you get real busy and you get dehydrated and you get a little headache and, you're, and a headache's gonna bother you and linger through the rest of the shift. You wanna just maintain hydration because it just makes you feel better. Um, you know, sometimes like we don't have time to use the bathroom on shift, so you get home and it's, you didn't use the bathroom and you didn't drink a lot of fluid, so you come in and you're peeing amber urine. So kind of try to avoid that. You always want to be at your optimum, and water helps a lot with that. It also helps with the cravings that, that you're going to have. Uh, we, always, we always carry carry water. You always bring that big beaker that you have. Yeah, and one thing I noticed that not every hospital has access to great water, meaning like sometimes you're just getting it straight from that refrigerator. Mm -hmm. Who knows? I, we're very health conscious, so I prefer my water to be reverse osmosed or low PPI, so you're not getting all those minerals and metals. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to carry like this giant 40 ounce jug of water where you're just drinking your own good water versus water from like straight up the sink. I don't know where this is coming from. Right. And um, speaking of that, it's kind of hard too because if you're consuming uh, tea, you're also kind of getting water straight from the nutrition room from the, at least in this hospital. Mm -hmm. It's not from like the little... Um, the Kirag device where it puts hot water just from like right off the nutrition room. So I don't mm -hmm. know what kind of water this is, but yeah, that's just because I'm health conscious yeah. about that. Maybe we should bring that little tester into work and just see how, how the water Why is. Why not? Because technically it has to oppose some kind of a standard, right? Every hospital needs some kind of water filter. I'm yeah, sure. but it's not, it's not going to matter. If I run out of water, I got to fill it from there right. and drink it. So it's one of those sacrifices. Yeah, but to be honest, any water is good water. Any water is better than no water. So exactly. don't like get super freaked out. Don't be that person that, that's like, oh my God, I don't know where where's water came from. I'm just not going to drink it. Like, that's it, not very helpful. Don't be that anal about things. So it's not going to help you in this situation. And a lot of times it's not going to help you in life. So yeah. You got to settle. Next thing number eight is lotion and some hand sanitizer just from using the hand sanitizer washing our hands so much when the winter time comes or things get dried up no humidity in the hospital you start getting cracks on your mm -hmm. knuckles so it's nice to always hydrate or maybe you need like a little bottle of hand sanitizer when you're leaving work depending on your routine you could carry that in there as well i recommend like a nice smelling lotion that way um if you're a dude out there you put some nice smelling hand lotion on maybe you get a cute nurse to say hi hey what do you have over there you know can i have some like yeah I'll give you some lotion can i have your number no. Yeah, give her, I give trade, her a hand, hand massage while you're at it, bro. <laughs> yeah. As long as it doesn't uh, go against those uh, sexual misconduct yeah, guidelines. Yeah. A lot of things. Are, yeah. Truly got to be careful. Watch out. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Does a hand massage count? Uh, imagine touchy, going touchy. <laughs> imagine going to HR just because you know you start flirting a nurse because you had hand hand, hand lotion or hand sanitizer. That would suck. 
I'll probably never carry with me ever in my life. Let us know if you ever had that experience. Yeah. I don't actually have any hand lotion on me. Um, I know I used to use hand lotion back when uh, C19 first ramped up because my hands were getting super dry from the gloves and uh, foaming in and foaming out and plus like the, the wipes, the Clorox wipes and all that kind of stuff. But I, I like a nice fruit flavor one, lemon. I always like the smell of like lemon and lime. So anything citrusy, I get. So I have some nice citrusy smelling, smelling lotion, but I haven't um, been using it as much lately. Nice. Mm. The ninth one is going to be a hair mask slash bandana. And I also could throw in some Stugles there. Or the cap, yeah. So this is more of like the, the C19 protocol where you might be putting on the papper a lot, gowning in and out. You want to kind of protect your hair from all this nasty stuff that are in the rooms. So I usually always keep like a little black uh, bandana that I could tie around uh, just if I'm going to be putting on the papper and doing that. Uh, but it's been a lot less. It's just been chilling in my backpack because... We have a lot less C19 patients. Right. Sometimes I just I just carry like a bandana just in case. Sometimes I wear a bandana to work or a headband to work. Um, I don't always wear it, but usually I take one or I'll leave one in the car just in case. And just in case like my uh, like my hair tire breaks or something and there's one on the unit. So you always got to be, be uh, have thing on standby and things for backup because you don't always need to have something that you're going to use in your bag. It just a lot of times it can be for emergencies. And then some people like also carry those little stoogles around and if you need some eye protection, but the, all the facilities we've worked at, they've been very good at providing us with eyewear where that hasn't been an issue. Yeah, and then sure. if you're wearing a papper, you have to worry about it all because you're already wearing them. Or if you're wearing an N95 and you're wearing glasses, mm -hmm. that covers you as well. You don't need um, goggles. So that's very optional. Mm -hmm. yeah. Number uh, 10, you need to say it? Run it, bro. For sure. Number 10 on this list is going to be a charger or any kind of electronic accessories. Uh, sometimes you get away with having some AirPods, uh, not so much on days because you have so much going on, but maybe at nights when you're doing a bad bath, because bad baths take sometimes like 20 minutes, but they can take half an hour depending on what's going on with your patient. If they have a bowel movement mid, mid, uh, mid bed change, then you're going to be in there for maybe 40 minutes. It just depends. So it's always, uh, nice just throw on some music and just kind of, uh, deal with that, with that process because like. Wiping ass is not enjoyable. So anything you could do to make that a little bit less not enjoyable is like it makes it a whole different experience because we've all been in a situation where just like, oh my God, you're standing in a room, you're standing there because the patient's taking a dump and you're like waiting for him to finish and just like waiting there because he's sedated, intubated. So you came and talked to him, you don't know what's going on. So it's just instead of sitting there quietly in quietness and just by yourself, at least you have some music to make this a little bit more enjoyable. And of yeah. course, yeah, and of course a charge just in case. And this is cool. It's more of like a night shift thing, right? Where we're just kind of popping on AirPods, mm -hmm. just like you say. Sometimes we have just confused patients that need full, total care. And you're doing a lot of like the the feces. I don't want to say, or they're incontinent, I should say. You're doing a lot of like cleaning up. The dirty up, work. The dirty work of nursing. So like, it's nice just to, the tasks sometimes feel very mundane. Like, you know how to do a bed change with your eyes closed. So it's nice to put on like a AirPod in and stimulate your mind in a different way while you're doing this mundane task. Mm -hmm. yeah. Another thing on the list, number 11, is some eye drops. Mm -hmm. There's low humidity. We wear contacts, glasses. Sometimes you're taking a nap and then you're waking up and you're just kind of like, whoa, my eyes are red. Some rotos always mm -hmm. come in clutch. That's the, the eye drop that we've noticed that works the best for red eye. Yeah, if you wear contacts, you, you should always have eye drops. Or, not or, you should always, always have eye drops because your eyes sometimes randomly just get dry. Especially in a hospital where you have um, air filters where the humidity is naturally low to decrease any kind of growth of pathogens. They, they make it dry on purpose because 
pathogens, it's harder to grow in dry area. That's why it's important to carry these eye drops. And it's, uh, I've noticed for myself, my eyes always get super dry and I always get super annoyed. So I've been wearing glasses uh, more often than contacts because I realized that my glasses don't get fogged up because sometimes when you wear a mask, it fogs up your glasses when you breathe. You got to put it a specific way so you don't fog up your glasses. And that has been a more enjoyable experience for me. But one time is, is when it does suck, it usually sucks because you have these C19 patients where you have to put on the paper or whatever else, other accessory, N95, whatever other accessory they use because sometimes just getting it on over glasses is just annoying. And sometimes it's like, it's like, it's, it's a little tougher. It's a little bit of nuisance. So that's when I throw on contacts, but usually I wouldn't wear glasses. Yeah. Well, eye drops, 100% must. You have to have eye drops. Going back into self-care of what you need in your nurse backpack, number 12 would be chapstick. Mm. Very, very self-explanatory. Your lips get chapped. Uh, maybe it happens a lot less since you are wearing a mask where it kind of keeps creating humidity there. But a lot of the times there's no humidity in the hospital. Got to put on chapstick just the way Peter's doing with good form. Awesome. I'm okay. Thank you, brother. That's right here if anything. And You'll always find it in my nursing bag, bro. If you ever need chapstick at home and I'm, you know, out and about doing something I'm not at work, you can always find chapstick in my nursing bag, bro. Got you. Chap lips never happen for nurses. Mm-hmm. And number 13 is what we kind of briefly touched about is the planner slash journal. And I noticed I started doing that when I was like as a staff nurse where these nurses always came in and during night shift, they had like kids and a bunch of stuff going mm-hmm. on. They always like planned their their days and, and all that. I personally like going like the half on half where the journal's more about just like my thoughts and maybe learning about myself and the, and the planners more as like apps versus like google reminders or google calendar where you're planning out your day mm-hmm. uh, but those are those are definitely clutch things because when you when you have a t- that 12-hour shift you know there's those bursts of high activity beginning maybe mid shift end of shift but you have like these those little spaces mm-hmm. especially on nights when you have some time to sit down and maybe just kind of get some things planned out or mm-hmm. some thoughts drop down on the journal yeah yeah really good idea Number 14 is kind of your miscellaneous thing. It's going to be like your your jacket or a hoodie because sometimes it does get cold, especially on nights uh, before you draw labs. Anywhere between, like I want to say, midnight and like 3, 3 a.m., it gets kind of a little bit chillier. Alcohol pads because never, you never really know when you might use them. Tylenol, ibuprofen, some kind of a pain relief because sometimes you get a little headache. Maybe the cramps, maybe it's the time of the month and you're cramping up a little bit. It might help you throughout the day or... Oh, like in my case, I didn't have it that, that, that day. And another coworker of mine, I, was, I had like a headache and I had like this cough. Allergies were going on. He gave me some allergy medication, made the shift a whole lot better. Some loose tea bags, maybe some, some uh, what are those things called for coffee? K-Pops? K-Cups. Yeah, cure for K-Cups. The current K-Cups, like Matt said before, protective eyewear. And just other miscellaneous stuff that you could think of and you keep thinking of that you might personally, personally need is also a good thing to have because you never know when you, you might use it. Yeah, I like drinking. I've kind of like laid off the caffeine, so I've been doing a lot more tea. So I like like taking from home this, these different variety of teas where you could just kind of pop in with some water and it's a little bit more refreshing. Uh, another thing that I just thought about that I just pulled from my backpack is mm. this little thing. So for some reason, when I wear a mask for just 12 hours continuously, I start getting a headache and it starts like pulsating and hurting here behind my ear. So this little mask holder is perfect, goes around the neck. And then I realized um, my patient once gave me this. It's like a Michelangelo, like an angel. Mm-hmm. And it says my pocket angel. Mm-hmm. And she said to like, just hold on to it. So I don't carry it in my pocket, but I carry it in my pocket of my backpack. Yeah. And I just kind of always have it with me. Uh, this is from uh, 
from Pasadena, actually. Mm-hmm. And I've been just carrying it ever since. Yeah, that's cool to have. Because sometimes patients give you these little knickknacks that you might not think of. And uh, you might put in your backpack and then you might forget about it. And then like three, four months down the line, you're, you clean out your backpack. You're like, oh, damn. And it reminds you of the patient and it warms your heart a little bit. Yeah. Because sometimes you, these little things, like even though that doesn't really have, you could say, any kind of value to a physical value, it has some emotional and some spiritual and some like memories attached to it. So it does have that kind of a value, not necessarily like anything like, oh, he didn't give you like a million dollars or whatever, but he gave you that little piece to remind you of, of like him, but not only of him, but just that experience you, you've had with that patient. Exactly. Yeah. Another thing I just thought about too is the, the dental floss picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you're eating a meal and something gets stuck, like there's nothing more annoying than having something stuck in between your teeth. And usually everything is so dirty at work and you got a mask on. You're not going to be really picking at your teeth. So yeah. at least you have this toothpick to kind of quickly get the spots that you need to. Yeah, very important. Oral hygiene, very important exactly yeah. and yeah. honestly like yeah like it's nice having a backpack it's literally like a little second home that comes with you on these adventures and you have everything that you need to take care of yourself go on a shift take care of patients and in cases where you might use it for other versatile things you could take it to the beach pack something mm-hmm. or take it to the gym and and have this ultimate bag that has everything you need yeah it's lifesaver because think about it you're always gonna be prepared for any kind of moment and instead of like stressing over something because now you have to go find it in the supply room or you're just upset at yourself because you never put it in there now you know and like and as you progress through your nursing years you're gonna take some stuff out put it put some other stuff back in it, and you're gonna be able to gear and shape this this backpack or his, or his bag um, yeah. towards your needs yeah. and the last thing what also goes in my nurse backpack is the food that i take to work <laughs> the lunch so it's big enough where i don't need to like separate my lunch box from my backpack i could just put it in there i've used to always have a lunch box i used to pack in there now that we started traveling i left that big lunch box behind in texas because i has nowhere to put it and i'm just going ahead and just putting my grocery bag in there with my pack lunch take it out put it in the freezer rinse repeat mm-hmm. put the food in come home wash wash my um rinse and repeat yeah rinse and repeat man just like a shift yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure well thank you everybody for tuning in whoever stayed us will stay with us all the way to the end if there are some things that you cannot live without that you put in your nursing bag let us know but once again thank you for your time and we are nurses on a mission to change the world peace guys oh.